Agents Podcast. This episode of the Lab Code Agents Podcast is brought to you by RedX, the complete real estate prospecting solution. RedX offers high quality lead data on expireds, for sale by owners, vacant rental property owners, pre foreclosures, and geo leads, the number one data source for neighborhood prospecting. You can also filter, organize, and call your leads inside Vortex, the all in one lead management platform free with any lead subscription. With RedX, you get more than just phone numbers. You get all the tools you need to connect with more homeowners who are actively looking to sell. RedX is offering our listeners $150 off. Just go to redx.bz forward slash LCA. That's R-E-D-X dot B-Z forward slash LCA to sign up for RedX today. The one topic as it relates to marketing that we typically don't talk about too much in our real estate world is PR. And when you think of PR, you think of media coverage, right? You, you, you think of things that don't necessarily or you think don't pertain to us as real estate professionals. But our guest today I have a pretty strong feeling is going to guide us on why we might be overlooking something that could be very powerful for our business, which is the topic of PR and press releases and media relations and those sort of things. So welcome to the show, Mickey Kennedy. You're the founder of a platform called E-Releases. You're based on the East Coast. And frankly, I'm excited to fire some questions and learn from you today. Glad to be here. Awesome. So first things first, who the hell are you? What uh, led you to where you are today? Kind of tell us your story and then we'll kind of get into the uh, nuts and bolts. And frankly, also, I got to know this. There's got to be a story behind those glasses. Obviously, I, I love it. I love that it makes you stand out. So tell us about who you are. And of course, tell us about these glasses. And if you're not watching this, you need to go to YouTube and check it out because you need to see what I'm talking about here. Right. So uh, a couple of years ago, I got these glasses for Pride and I figured I'd just wear them in June. And I, I got so many compliments and people remembering me that I just kept them. And I've actually changed my prescription a couple of times and just ordered the same frames. And uh, it's become sort of what people recognize me as. Wow. And uh, I, I get a lot of compliments out of it. And uh, it's a brand. It, it, it is your brand. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in that. I'm actually in the mortgage industry. And several years ago, I started wearing hats because my dermatologist said I needed to. And I just kind of ran with it. And then it led into wearing T-shirts. And now as I go out into the world and go to networking events and things, I become more recognizable than the standard mortgage professional who's wearing a sport coat and a, and a, a polo or whatever. And uh, I find that it actually works. I love it. So I applaud you for that. It's awesome. Sure. Thank you. So, so you. I am a trained poet. I pursued a master's of fine arts and creative writing with an emphasis in poetry. I, I think I finished up around 25 years, 26 years ago. And uh, I just assumed I would wait tables uh, the rest of my life. But I did that a summer and I realized it's way harder than you think. Being on concrete for eight hours a day, it just takes a toll on your back. And, you know, just I, I just felt so frazzled at the end of the day. I wasn't writing and I wasn't reading. So I decided I needed an office job. So I got a position at a telecom research startup 
I was employee number three. And because I was the writer, they said, you're writing our press releases. So uh, I would put together press releases for them and we send them out through fax. And I would start to get phone calls because we were publishing numbers and statistics. And they said, could you just email us that as a Word document or however you have it? It, you know, we can copy and paste it and work with it much better. So I mentioned to my boss that email seemed like a, a really great way of getting press releases out. And he said, oh, there might be a business there. So I spent about a year contacting journalists and asking them if I could send them press releases uh, via email. And I guess 24 years ago or so, that ask was easily obtained. It's harder now. I think journalists get so much stuff, but that's where we got started having a reputation for little discoveries, small businesses, people doing things that were unique and stuff. And so we would just send it through email. And then the Newswire, PR Newswire approached us and said, why don't you also send through us? And I like, well, my customers are paying a couple hundred dollars. You're charging over a thousand dollars to move a uh, press release nationally over 500 words. And so they came back and we they looked at our customer base. They saw that they weren't serving it and they liked startups. They liked entrepreneurs. They like authors and people like that. And so they, they did not want to do that, the handholding and the education required. And they sort of saw that we were a niche. And so it just became a win-win situation. You know, there were things that we did to try to accommodate them where we schedule our releases for next business day by default. So they have an editorial overnight that doesn't do very much. So this was just like considered free labor to them. So setting up our releases overnight really doesn't cost them anything additional. So that was just one of the ways in which we tried to figure out a way that we could make this work. And uh, we've been doing it for about 10 years now. And it's it's been really great because these people get access to a distribution that they normally wouldn't have. It's the same distribution that, you know, publicly traded companies get and things like that. So there's a lot of opportunities by going out over a wire. I love it. So who does this business, you know, like who, who is your target? What's your target audience? Who do you typically work with? What is it? What does it look like? You know, so uh, we work with a lot of different entrepreneurs and startups. We work with about I'd say a third of the people who appear in Shark Tank, the producers of the show recommend that they do a press release before their episode airs and they mention e-releases by name. And so that's really cool. And uh, we sort of stumbled across it because we kept noticing the like Manscaped and Squatty Potty and all these places that are appearing on Shark Tank. And so we reached out and they said, oh yeah, the producers recommended you guys. So I I did reach out to them once and uh, ask if we could get, you know, mentioned that we're being promoted by shark tank and they said absolutely not the shark tank brand is uh licensed and you know i was like yeah i i I can't afford that so uh but it is cool because we work with so many different startups and they generally do very well and i think that the reason for that is they're doing something unique Um, They've really honed what their USP, their unique selling proposition is, how they differentiate themselves in the marketplace. And for that reason, I think they stand a a better chance of getting pickup. I love it. And so then the elephant in the room and the million dollar question is, how does something like this relate to real estate? Right. So I've been pleasantly surprised that we've had some uh, real estate people come through and use press releases and come back and give us, you know, favorable uh, feedback that uh, they they did work for them. Uh, Some of the ones that have worked 
you know, most obviously uh, well have been people selling famous properties, whether they've been promoted in, in film or TV or whether they were owned by a celebrity. Uh, those generally do get some media pickup, but also uh, people are getting pick up for local developments and, you know, just, uh, you know, selling a unique property that's, you know, based on its amenities and things like that. Um, there are also people who do partnerships. Like sometimes there's, you know, mixed use where there's a, a, a walkability retail as well as condos and townhomes and things like that. And those are opportunities to get local media. I do think that for real estate, local is definitely the way to go. I, I think that if you are selling a, a you know, a, a celebrity property, you can certainly promote it nationally and you'll get national pickup. But I suspect that if someone's going to live there, they're going to be local. And so you really want to tap that. And I, I do recommend that people, rather than pay for a service like ours, which is national, that they do try to do it themselves because local media is the easiest media to get. And so many people get tripped up thinking that they need an introduction or a, you know, a special database. But basically, if you read your newspaper, if you're lucky enough to live in an area with a business magazine or business newspaper as well, uh, just sort of get a feel for who writes about real estate projects or uh, the types of articles that you feel you're, you would uh, stand a chance of, of getting picked up get their email address. You can just call and ask for it. Uh, sometimes it's just online. Um, sometimes you'll also find that with uh, uh, media, they might have a Twitter presence. So contacting them through Twitter could work really well. I do think that with local media, that's probably less likely, but sometimes you'd be surprised. So I, I do recommend that as well. And uh, just send an introduction to who you are and what it is that you're promoting and why they should care, why their audience should care. Um, if you sort of, rather than say, we have this and it's really cool and we want to sell a lot, you know, we want to sell out this development or something like that. You don't want to come from that standpoint. You want to come from the standpoint of what is it that you're doing that's really unique right now? What are some of the trends that you might be aligning your project with? You know, what are some of the, you know, bells and whistles that uh, you have that are really interesting? And, you know, it, if you have something that's unique, albeit whether it's personality, like your glasses or known for wearing a hat and T-shirt, go with it. I mean, uh, you know, you sort of want to get out there and, and, and get noticed. Uh, what I find is that, you know, in most cases for local media, there's probably less than 10 people that you would ever contact. And if you just build your Rolodex locally and you send them story ideas as they naturally occur, I would try to shoot for four times a year, at least just to have a minimal presence. What you'll find is when they're working on a story, they will often reach out to you and say, do you have anything interesting right now that would fit this? And so that you become their go-to person in their industry, but just because you're reaching out to them on a regular basis. And sometimes it might just be a good idea that you see that's trending in your industry, but you don't really have an applicable way of, you know, being plugged into the story, but you've given them a really hot tip and they'll remember that. And when you are promoting something, they're much more likely to cover it. I love this. And the way I would quantify this, and there's a couple of things I want, I want to go back to something, but first I want to say this is, you know, I, I teach and coach social media uh, in the real estate space. And, and we always talk about coming from contribution and the biggest mistake real estate agents make in their marketing strategy is they immediately go in and they just sell, 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 sell. And you just said the same thing that we say, which is 
if you can figure out a way to tap into, which is very simple, like you just said, you just go find the, the people, the resources, reach out to them, offer them something of value. If you do that consistently over time, eventually they're going to grab and they're probably, correct me if I'm wrong, they're probably looking for content. And so if you can become a source of content, you now elevate yourself as an authority status so that anybody that's, that's consuming whatever it is they're putting it out for, the media, now all of a sudden it's no different than having a billboard, except right. it's probably free, right? Right. And, you know, I, I see it in all kinds of local publications where the same businesses tend to get recycled when there is a need for a, a real estate developer to be mentioned in a story or to get a quote from a real estate developer. It's always the same guy. And the reason is, is they built that relationship and, you know, and they're just right there at the front of the Rolodex when they're looking for someone to go to. And so make yourself that person. It's not impossible to do. And journalists are, understand that they're part of the community and, you know, they, you know, contacting them is not going to make them angry or ruffle their feathers, or it really shouldn't unless you get them on a bad day, but you just have to be persistent and be willing to put yourself out there and make an introduction and what it is that you're pitching. You don't need a press release uh, for local media. You really just have to have the idea synthesized in a couple, two or three sentences. And they may ask you to expand on it, or they might take you and, you know, move the, the, the goal line a little bit by saying, this is really trending, or my managing editor is really asking about this right now. Would something like this fit in, or are you addressing this? And so, you know, if you can, uh, just be open to as much as you can to help them sort of, uh, you know, fill those needs that they have. I love it. And my guess is that there's probably very few that are actually executing on a strategy like this, which, which takes me back to my analogy that I always use in, in my world, which is which pool would you rather swim in? The pool where everybody's shoulder to shoulder or the pool where you have it to yourself and you can go find your chair and it's, it's wide open, right? It's, it's, an, it's an easy answer. You wanna swim in the pool where there's nobody, we have it to yourself, right? And I would imagine this is a good analogy for that because as real estate agents, we're so guilty of following the leader, and and now I'm gonna go on social media and I'm just gonna post I'm gonna post my listings and pictures from, from closings and I'm gonna post industry data, but nobody's actually interested in that. And right. I think this is the same thing. Like nobody's actually probably very few are executing on a strategy like this, which means it's a wide open opportunity probably to position yourself and do something that will probably cost you nothing just by essentially aggregating content, right? I mean, it's as simple right. as that. Yeah, I, I had a developer in Chicago. They had, uh, were building a community. Uh, they all had garages and people started spray painting the garage doors. And they were in a transitionary area and they embraced it. They went out and got some of the famous graffiti artists out there and had them do murals on all the garage doors. And because these people were well known, no one came and covered them up, you know, and, and put more tags over them. And uh, it ended up, ended up becoming one of the most Instagrammed places in Chicago area. Uh, people would go and uh, get their pictures in front of these mural type garages and things like that. And I think that that's a really creative way in which that real estate development company said, you know, we have this problem. How can we creatively fix it? And they created a PR opportunity right there. That's really great. 
So I want to digress back to what you were talking about in the beginning, which was how this relates to real estate and how if you have, uh, you know, an interesting property or if you have an interesting development or something like that. But but there's that's that's one angle. And the other angle, of course, we've been talking about, which is you know, just what's happening in the industry. And can you just continue to share that content with these editors who then might find it interesting or be looking for content and take your story and then interview you and, and obviously reference you, uh, which, which gives you that credibility. So is there, is there anything I'm missing here? So it doesn't just have to be about selling a piece of property because you're probably not even going to sell the property through the story. And, and I say this all the time with marketing, like you, you do listing videos not to sell the property because most of the time price sells property, not your video, right? You're doing the video to sell yourself to, to now have content. So when you have your next listing appointment, you can sell yourself and say, look at what I'll do for you. Look at how many eyeballs I'll get for you, which really at the end of the day, doesn't really matter because it's right place, right time, right price. Right? So when it comes to this aspect, which is PR and, and, and we've mentioned those two avenues, is there anything I'm missing like that, that can open, open up the mind of the real estate agent to say, why would I want to do this? Or what do I have to have to be able to do this? Right. I, I say, look for opportunities that are everywhere. I have some real estate professionals that reach out to their local media and they end up getting mentioned in a lot of remodeling articles. And it's not really the context of selling a home or a development or something like that, but they talk about trends, uh, colors on walls, uh, types of finishes, you know, what a kitchen looks like, what a bathroom looks like. And so any place that you can sort of put yourself out there to stand out is an opportunity because people read these and then they like, oh, I need a realtor or I, I need to, you know, I have a real estate need and you will come to mind because you're mentioned and just be open to opportunities. And you may not feel that you lend much in the home improvement space, but you are kind of an expert in home improvement in that you uh, deal with the, the types of trends and things that are, you know, being highlighted right now and things that are sort of being pushed down. And knowing that makes you an expert in that space. Yeah, you're, you're establishing yourself as an authority. And this is all just a part of the greater game it's a longer play, but this is what most successful real estate brands have done. They've positioned themselves in different arenas so that when somebody thinks about selling a home in Chicago or, or even a micro community of Chicago, who's the first person they think of? And I think that is the, the name of the game here. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I think when a lot of us think of PR, especially in our space, we get targeted by PR agencies and firms and salespeople that are selling, be featured in Forbes, be featured in these magazines. And the reality is you're not actually being featured. You're basically paying for advertising. So it's really kind of hokey to me because I think people are starting to realize these articles are just, it's pay to play. Who wants to pay for it? But in this strategy, you're paying nothing. You're just offering value and arguably getting free marketing for your brand and business, right? Right. And it's being more authentic. I think that a real article in a newspaper or even online or, or elsewhere, uh, a more authentic article is going to get read more than one that's buried by a contributor section on a website or something like that. So uh, I find that a lot of the places that are pay for play 
they do appear on that website. But even if you go do a search for your, using your keywords, you often can't find it because they're excluded. They're treated as different than the articles that are on the website. And, you know, I, I think that getting earned media, which naturally appears as a real article because it's what it is, is should be the goal. And, you, you, you know, it, it's always great to appear in Forbes or some big thing like that because you can use the as seen in or as featured on or something like that, which is nice. But the real goal is to make, you know, authentic introductions to uh, potential customers and, and, the, and the community at large. I like that. And, and it's not to minimize that strategy. It's just it's expensive. And it's no different than paying for any paid media or buying leads or anything. It's, it's, it gets expensive, which, which probably for many of you listening is outside of your budget. And so part of this conversation is about how can you create opportunities for yourself by just coming from contribution without having to spend any money. And, and it's, it's very parallel to, to many marketing strategies and, and the opportunity that exists on social media, which is you know exponential reach for zero cost because you can do it organically. Right. I love it. I love it. So, so talk, talk to me, talk to me more about, you know, kind of just, you know, PR in general, obviously we just touched on some, some very specific strategies, but let's talk about like, is, is there any advice that you could give to someone? So obviously it's like, okay, Hey, reach out to local, you know, editors and whatnot. First of all, find them. Uh, so you have any advice on finding that media, number one, finding, and then finding the people should be easy once you find the media, but then how do you then, how do you create that, that you use the word USP, you know, how can a real estate agent establish that? Because I think some people might be questioning right now, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to share with them. So what kind of advice would you have for somebody on that? Right. So first for finding journalists, it's just a matter of doing the research, you know, familiarize yourself with what are the local media opportunities around me. Uh, they can include TV and radio as well, because there are perhaps programs that will sometimes spotlight real, local real estate. And if they are, you know, just ask around, do research, see if you can find any places for TV and radio. You're going to be looking for a producer or booker as opposed to the writer at uh, newspapers and magazines and places like that. You're going to look for individual writers. And generally, if you are looking in the newspaper, albeit whether it's, you might have a daily, you might have some regional ones as well, like community papers that might be weekly. It really varies from market to market. Just sort of look through for a while and see who generally covers your industry. And um, if you don't, just reach out to them and ask who generally covers real estate articles. I've been following you guys for a little while and I, I can't recall a name. They'll just tell you. And then you, know, you could ask to be directed to their phone or you could just ask for their email address. I, I really like to capture the email address because you can make a really good, well-written email saying, hi, I'm uh, this person. I'm in this local market. This is what I'm about. And currently this is what I'm doing that I think is really interesting. And if you'd like to talk more about it or how this could result, you know, how this could uh, make a really interesting article that your readers would want to learn more about, just, just reach out to me. And it's a, it's as simple as that. And 
in most cases, you can, if you just ask a uh, call and get the general number and ask for the email address, you'll get it. And, you know, sometimes you can also just do searches online. There's places that will get uh, email addresses for you that are in the business con uh, contract, a uh, contact space where you just type in a person's name and, and publication and they'll, they'll tell you what it is. They may charge a, a little bit for it, but it's, it's not, very difficult to get and you know you don't have to be extremely resourceful to get it or trick anybody it's it's just it's simple as saying i've you know i've got a, a proposal i'd like to send to this person and could i just get their email address and so you which know is that good, which is a good segue to usps right so when we get to what what you're doing that's unique you know if you're if you can't come up with anything this not doesn't bode well for you in your space because you're otherwise a commodity. And so if you don't have a USP, you're not doing something that really stands out unique for you. I would really investigate and build one. So the next project that you do, maybe uh, you embrace some some green energy type initiatives. Maybe, you know, I, I've seen I've seen people get media pickup for just doing what are they called? their um, dry water beds and having water plants for runoff and stuff like that. Just natural approaches to that have uh, as trended and uh, people have gotten media pickup for that. So I, I, I say just, you know, find what you are passionate about or build something that you can be passionate about and be authentic to it and then lead with that. And I think that that's probably one of the easiest things to do. And a lot of people just get tripped up over simple things. And I want to accept all developments, all opportunities. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's where you are in your business evolution, there is a point where I took every bit of business that came my way. And uh, only over time have I determined where I'm not a good service or it's not a good fit, or it's not something that I'm passionate about. But, you know, sort of, sort of build what you feel that you can be passionate about and lead with that. And I think that that's just a, a really great, great way of building a USP. And, you know, it doesn't hurt wearing the baseball cap or the, the, the rainbow glasses either, because uh, anything that you can do to stand out in a marketplace is, is I think, really good. Uh, there is the, the line that you don't want to cross where you're just silly or goofy, but, you know, the, you can have a little whimsy in your life. Yeah. And you know what? I wouldn't even dis I wouldn't necessarily say there's anything wrong with that. If that's who you are and that's who you want to be, be it. Don't don't be don't try to be everything to everyone. It doesn't work. And and frankly, it's 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 gonna spread you, it's too wise, too wide of a net. And and the more the, the, the net that you cast, if it's if it's more uh you know intentional, I think you're gonna have more success. And and you bring something up that, that I want to mention. You know, you use USP. I, I like to use UVP, unique value proposition, same concept, right? But you mentioned it, Mickey, and this is kind of off tangent a little bit, but you know, how many of you can actually sit down right now? And if I ask you a qu the question, what is your UVP or your USP? Can you can you just rattle it off? And and Mickey, I had a I had a leader challenge me on this. It was probably five six years ago. Uh, I still remember we were sitting at lunch, and he asked me the question and answer it right now. And I was I was I fumbled. 
Like, I don't, I don't know that I really do. And it really made me sit back and realize if you don't have that unique value proposition, you know, how the hell are you going to compete? You're going to, you're going to struggle. And, and I think every sales professional and any industry needs to sit back and really analyze what do I want to be known for? And you probably won't have it like this. If you don't have it already, then you probably, it's going to probably take you a little bit of time to develop. It took me time to develop. Uh, but if your UVP is, 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 a, is a generic answer, uh, which is one like for the mortgage industry, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always accessible. Uh, I have great programs. I have competitive rates. I meet closing and commitment dates. I will communicate neurotically. Like that's your job. That's not UVP. That's your job. And so if that is your UVP and you're a real estate agent and you're saying some of those things, you've got to take a step back and realize I better figure it out and I better go find and develop some UVPs. And so, so while we're on this topic, Mickey, this is kind of going off tangent. This was not intentional. You know, you deal with a lot of companies that I imagine as you have these conversations and you say, Hey, what's your UVP? What's your USP? They're like, uh, uh, well, uh, how do you help them develop that? And do you? So I, I think that development of a, of a UVP or in my case, I call USP. Mm-hmm. It, it, it really is trying to find what you feel you would be good at and that you're passionate about and that you feel there's growth and opportunity. I would not want to have my reason for being something that's fading or declining. But, you know, if if it is a a green initiative, which seems to be really trending, people seem to be very mindful of it. There's lots of rules and regulations that are going in that space. uh, space. If you could lead with that, I think that that's a really good opportunity, but it may not align with what you're about. It also could be things, initiatives that you do that are charitable in nature. There are real estate brokers that have passionate uh, projects that they do with the community. And they often get in the media when they're doing those types of things and getting their name out there um, because they're volunteering and or, or leading fairs and things like that. So I think it's, it's it really does take a bit of work to realize the process of what it is that you want to stand out for and how you want to go about achieving that. It's it's not as simple as just saying we're going to put green builders at the top of our website and we're taking care of that's our USP or UVP. It, it, it is it's going to be something that you can be authentic about and every little part of your business can possibly be touched by it and sort of more aligned with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as we, as we continue to discuss this, l- let me ask you this question. So Right now, uh, hot topics in the real estate industry are, is there a recession coming? Is the market going to crash? Interest rates rising? Those sort of topics. Would those, quote unquote, trending topics, uh, would you recommend that you, you submit those as, you know, you almost, I guess, you almost write a blog about it, right? You're, you're writing an article articulating your opinion, your expertise delivering that to set editor and, and just giving them ideas for topics that they could be writing about or including in there. Right. I think that with a lot of the media that cover your industry, those are probably going to be front of mind to begin with. So what I would say is rather than bringing those up, give them 
case studies or uh, examples of things that they could do. Like, hey, there's been a lot of talk about the market possibly slowing down and interest rates going up. You know, this is something that we see and I have this buyer and this was what they encountered. And here's another buyer and this is what they encountered. You want to talk with them and see that they're willing to be case studies. But if you build out the flesh of the article or, or what the focus could be, I think that it takes an idea that they're already thinking about like interest rates and it makes it like, yeah, I could build a story around that. Or, you know, that's really kind of interesting. Or, uh, you know, we're doing a development and we're selling the last phase of it and interest rates are going up and things are going down. And to solve buyer's problems right now, we are doing this where we're working with a lender and you get an additional 2% off or, or something like that that we're doing that's creative, trying to address this problem. I think that that's an opportunity that you could stay in it as well. And they could build a story around it. Because at the end of the day, a journalist is really just looking for a, a story that would be of interest to their audience. And if, if you can sort of put the pieces together for a story, they'll do the writing and building of it and making it uh, a really compelling story. And you can help them doing that and create that win-win situation. I like that. So in other words, like looks, for example, if you're working with a lender who has a uh, 5,000 guarantee to sellers, in other words, if we don't close on time, you get a guarantee. Or if, a, if you're working with a lender who has a cash offer program, if you basically take those quote unquote unique concepts that you might be privy to that they may not be submitted to them. I mean, what do you have to lose? Right. I mean, I, so I guess if, in other words, you know, if you're working with a title company that has something unique. So again, the, the real estate agent needs to look at themselves as the aggregator of whatever it is. You mentioned, you mentioned unique properties. If you have a property that, that, that has some unique feature to it, you're saying submit it. What's the harm in doing so they might pick it up. You just never know. Is, is that, is that really kind of the case? Like, these editors, you know, these, these, these media, these media people, oftentimes, sometimes I imagine the well is relatively dry. And so you just being consistent, uh, you every once in a while, you might get ignored for two, three, four, five months, but then all of a sudden something might get picked up. Is that, is that a fair statement? It is. And you really don't know at what point the well's really dry for them. So you just have to keep trying. And if the well's really dry and you seem approachable and it's an interesting idea, may not be earth shattering. I think there is that opportunity that they will build a story around it. I like that. I like that. So what would be, obviously, I think we've kind of touched on everything there is to touch on here. What am I missing? Is there anything here that I haven't asked you that you would say we need to talk about this? I think the only thing is to sort of try to be more strategic when you, when you uh, give them ideas for something, try to, to, to elevate it. Is there a, a different, is there something you can layer onto it, create some complexity, build a story. You mentioned, uh, you know, the, the cash offer alternatives for some lenders are offering that um, I've read about that, but I haven't seen it locally. And I think that that would be something that, you know, if I was in the real estate space or the mortgage space, I would say, hey, you, you may not be aware of this, but there's this trend going on where to compete against cash offers, you have to have a cash offer. And there are ways to do that without having the capital right there. And I can put you in touch with a, a couple of local buyers who were able to successfully 
do that. And I think that that's, you know, building it out so that it, it's, it's more of a story that there's an opportunity to get someone else's perspective about it and, and sort of build out there that also, if you're not the mortgage lender locally, who's doing it, you're giving a great story to a journalist where you're not going to get any love or attention probably, uh, but you create goodwill. And just like putting money in the bank later, you can, you know, do a withdrawal when you have something that you want to promote and you pitch it to them. They're going to remember that you gave them that really great idea previously that turned into a, a, a really good article. It's, it's, it's karma. I mean, it's positive karma. It's no different than us telling you to post post consistently uh, to social media. And most of your content is going to you know, fall on deaf ears and eyes, but eventually something's going to catch. It's going to go quote unquote viral. It's going to, it's going to, cause your phone to ring or your DM to, 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 to chime. And all of a sudden you've created opportunity because you've created consistency and the algorithm recognizes that. And this is exactly the same thing in, in terms of PR. I love it. So, so tell me a little bit more about e-releases and how you can help professionals. And in this case, maybe even a real estate professional who says, gosh, I, I just, I don't have that creative juice. So Mickey, can, can you help me? Sure. So uh, the, the website's ereleases.com. I have a free masterclass I put together for my customers that I'll make available to anyone. It's a really good audit to go through. It's less than an hour video masterclass. And it basically just goes through lots of strategic ideas for types of press releases that generally get media attention almost every time that they're sent out. One is a survey or study. And surveys and studies get picked up all the time. If you're asking timely questions that are really relevant right now, and there's a lot going on in the real estate market right now, that's very unique and timely. And if you were to do a local survey uh, in, in your market, asking certain questions about, you know, among potential buyers or people and what, what that looks like for them, uh, you could do really well uh, in your local market. But you, you could also, it also works nationally as well. And we do have clients that are trying to get national recognition because they're a regional player and they're just growing and they're looking to get you know, that kind of attention. For people who are looking for national attention, uh, e-releases is a really good fit. But that masterclass, I think, is applicable to anyone. And uh, it's a, it's at ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. It's completely free. I, I set it up for my customers, but anyone can take it. Go through that audit, looking at your business. I think it, uh, you'll come out on the other end of it with a lot of ideas of things that you could do uh, for your business to, to generate some media attention and stand out. And I think that if your pitches to your local media include a lot of those ideas, you will definitely get media attention and you will be the, the name that appears in articles in your industry on a regular basis. I love that. I love that. You know, the last question I will ask you, you know, one of the questions in your, you know, in your one sheeter is, is obviously using, you know, creating the credibility uh, through PR that allows you to close more deals, you know, quantify that for a real estate agent, because I think a lot of them might struggle with, okay, I get it. You know, this is cool. My build authority stats, but how am I going to close more deals? Right. So everybody generally has a leads list and they have a client list that they email to. And so when you have you get in print, you you take a screenshot of that and uh, you share it. Social media, share it with your leads, share it with your clients. People like to work with people who've been endorsed. 
And when you get media attention, a journalist has written about you, that is an endorsement by both the writer and that publication. And so if someone was like, I'm looking to, to, you know, to work with someone and I'm on this list and now I've seen this article, they're going to be like, I want to work with this person. You know, it really does create that sort of a goodwill and helps to convert people who you know, may may have considered someone else or may have said, I, I, I'm on this guy's list, but I might have to shop and talk to a few other people to make sure, you know, who I want to go with. And they're just like, no, nah, I just want to work with this guy. And uh, that's 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 the power of PR. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, Mickey, you mentioned it already, ereleases.com. But how can how can people connect with you? Let's just say they want to just just connect with you. What's right. the best so, way to do that? So all my social media is on the lower right. LinkedIn's a really great way to reach out to me because I actually understand how to use that. Um, but you know, we we have Twitter and other places like that. But LinkedIn's a great place to reach me personally. You can always call the office or uh, start a chat or even send an email on the website. Uh, you'll only speak to editors. We have no salespeople, there's no quotas or commissions. And generally, if even if you're not looking to send out a release nationally, it, but you want some help or even to look at a, something you're going to send locally, you can always just uh, send it to us and we'll take a look at it and you know give you some feedback, knowing that you're not going to use us because we're all in the education business and helping people. And we, we believe that the more people you help, you're, you're going you're gonna to do better long term. I love it. And so what is the name? What is your name uh, on LinkedIn and Twitter? I think it's linkedin.com slash in slash publicity, which is a really good term that I was able to get way back when. Awesome. And uh, my Twitter is e-releases. I think that Facebook is e-releases something, but it's usually a search for e-releases will bring us up. Got it. And it looks like you're on, uh, is that, is that, is that Snapchat as well? Is that, I don't is that what know. The F stands for? Um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I have, I have uh, uh, people much younger and smarter than me who handle my social media uh, outreach. Oh man. It sounds like we need to have a talk at some point, <laughs> Nikki. I love it. I love it. This has been, this has been very eye-opening. It's different. Listen, real estate agents, it's, it's all about differentiation. Stop swimming in that, in that crowded pool. It's, you're swimming in a diluted pool. It's going to be impossible for you uh, to, to garner a lot of success and you're going to find burnout because you're going to do all the things everybody else is doing and can't understand why you're not finding results. The way to find results is by doing different, doing things that are different, standing out, wearing the rainbow sunglasses, wearing the ball cap and not being like everyone else. Uh, you've got to get uncomfortable you know, and you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. So Mickey, I, I really appreciate uh, this conversation today. PR is a is a term that we don't talk about very often outside of the realm of paying money uh, to be in those big publications, which arguably is not that authentic. And so this is an opportunity to create a lot of opportunity. You you dropped all kinds of great nuggets today. I loved it. And uh, I appreciate you connecting with us and we hope you stay, stay in touch. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Mickey. Today's podcast is brought to you by Power ISA, the industry experts in real estate ISAs. Get more appointments. Make sure your follow-up gets done on time and you get the most out of your leads. Get a great ISA for real estate on your team and watch the results roll in. 
Power ISA has served over 1,200 agents in the U.S. and Canada since 2015, and it's the one-stop shop for everything you need to get a great inside sales agent on your team. Whether it's setting appointments with your internet leads or making outbound prospecting calls to help you get more listings, Power ISA can get it done for you. Visit PowerISA.com forward slash LCA to get started. That's PowerISA.com forward slash LCA. Welcome Agents Podcasts.